to it. Real one. Ain't nothing to it. Boss. Welcome to Purposely Bossing Up, where we talk about bossing up in business, but we always talk about bossing up in life. Real one. Ain't nothing to it. Boss. Zuri Nova is the newest up-and-coming streetwear brand where luxury meets fashion. Shop our newest styles at ZuriNova.com and make sure you follow us and shout us out on Instagram at ZuriNova Official. Receive 10% off your first order by using code Up. Hey y'all, this your girl T, the host of Purposely Bossing Up, and I welcome you to the month of March. We will be talking to our guests about bossing up in sports and fitness, so let's introduce our first guest. The Blair Tate is a certified fitness coach, former professional figure competitor, and the successful owner of the eight-figure brand. The Blair is an active-duty military training instructor who just on the hills of Veterans Day was nominated for First Sergeant of the Year with the Air Force, with a primary focus on health, wellness, and making people feel confident about who they are and how they treat themselves. The Blair's goal is for those she encounters to reach a place of wholeness, mind, body, and soul. Her passion centers on helping others break through barriers and fully realize their ability to live happy, healthy, and successful lives. So everybody, I introduce you all to Blair Tate. Hey, the Blair. Hey, girl. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Can't complain at all. How are you? Listen, same here. You know, we got some snow here and, and all the mess with COVID. It's just a lot going on, but I'm maintaining. <laughs> yes, I feel you. I feel you. So let's get into this interview. The podcast is called Purposely Bossing Up. My first question to you is, what is your definition or meaning of purpose? My definition or meaning of purpose, it's, I guess it's what you, what you are made to do. Everyone I feel on this earth have a purpose. You have your own lane. Some of us, we wait a while before we actually find it, but I think we're all created with a purpose. God put us on here for a reason and and we just have to find it. You know, we just have to find it. So to me, that's what purpose meant. What's what's for you? Yes, what's for you is for you. We got so many people out here trying to copy off of this individual or they're trying to, you know, mirror what they're doing. When people just don't get it, we're all made different for a reason. So stick to your lane. Don't let nobody else try to come into your space. You know, you got to protect your energy, but, you know, stick to what you know. Don't start going out on different tangents trying to figure out, oh, if I'm good at this or if I'm good at that, when that honestly might not be for you. So like you said, what's for you was for you. Right. Absolutely. So if you could, (laughs) okay, because there's a lot of copycats out here. (laughs) (laughs) If you could describe yourself in one word, what would it be and why? One word would be probably resilient. And I say that because like, I mean, probably a lot of women can say that, but I say that because I deal with a lot. And one thing I do is, I don't let what I'm going through in life, life happens. I don't let that stop me from doing what I need to do. There was a time where, you know, when issues happen, you would just kind of like allow it to, to, to put you on your face or whatever. But as you get older, I would say, as I got older and wiser and learned that no matter what happens, life is going to happen. 
things are going to happen to me. I'm no different than anyone else, but it's all about how you handle those situations that make you into the person that you are. So I've been challenged. I've been through some things, you know, I faced a lot of adversities, but I can honestly say that when I'm going through those things, I'm at my best because, you know, I turn my focus on what's important and I turn that resilient shield on and I just have to keep pressing. Yes, that's so important that, you know, you, no matter what obstacles come your way, you know, like you said, you keep going, you keep pushing. And we are, we get put in these, in these spaces, in these boxes where we like challenge, like you said, we have to figure out what do we have to do? I think the best thing about women is that we can think fast in a situation and we can kind of pretty much make it work just like our parents, our mothers. I tell people all the time, moms are really special people because when situations probably got bad, us kids would have never known, you know what I mean? Until maybe we gotten old enough and we were able to understand. But yes. they were like super women. Like they made the shit happen, okay? They made yes. it happen. And I'm like, as women, especially as entrepreneurs, we have to learn how to think fast, but also make conscious decisions. Right. So it's like, all right, okay, this is what I need to do. But, oh, shoot, do it really, really make sense? Or should I do it another way? So, yeah, I really adore how us as women or us just as individuals can keep pressing on despite the situation. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I yes. agree. So, so what do you feel maybe was your biggest challenge to get where you are today? My biggest challenge is like overcoming thinking that you're going to fail. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And also just the sacrifices that you have to make. I am a person that likes to do multiple things. So you become a master of many you know, and you have to get to a point where you have to prioritize and say, what's important? What's mm-hmm. important to you? Like, what, 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 what do you need to do to just, you know, focus on this one particular thing? But, you know, you look around and, and you take chances because, like I said, I've been in corporate America mostly all my life. I've been in the military for tw- almost 20 years now, every wow. 20 years in about three days, actually. And I've always had a guaranteed income or a guaranteed way of living. And then mm-hmm. when you decide to just step out on your own and, and just do something different, you're always wondering, like, I mean, I don't let it get to me, but you always wonder, like, am I going to succeed? Like, people always talk about what's going to happen in the first year, the second year. Like, am I going to be able to continue to move forward? So that's one of the main things that I would say kind of scared me a little bit. But when you Mm -hmm. have that faith in God or whatever, you kind of get over that. But if I had to say something, that would probably be the main thing, the fear of failing and not doing it good enough. You know, we're our biggest critic. We're our biggest critic. So, you know, we tear ourselves down. So I definitely agree with that. And I really had to change my mindset. Like, I have to do everything scared. Like, if it scares me, I'm like, okay, I need to be doing it. If it don't, I'm like, what's what's the excitement behind it? You know, like, so I always do things scared. Like, okay, I come up with an idea. And as a creative, it just continuously happens all day, every day. So I'm thinking of different ideas. And I'm like, oh, should I do it? Should I not do it? And I always say, you know, just because I thought of it right now doesn't mean it has to be executed right now. I right. might just be something that I need to write down and then maybe revisit it, you know, six months, a month, I mean, a year from now or whatever. So it's like, as a creative, it gets really hard because, you know, we're continuously doing things and then things may not work out, especially when I do like event planning. You know, some things are not definitely going to pan out the way that you want it to. I can guarantee you that every event has its ups and downs. So it's like, 
that failure piece is is important to then learn how to embrace it as a part of the journey. Like, you know, just because you fail don't mean that you're a failure. It's just, okay, this is a lesson. I'm going to take this. And then the next time, you know, I try to execute this. This is what I won't do. You know, I have to think of alternative ways to do things. So I agree. Failure is definitely something big that can get in a lot of our way. And what I've learned, I've actually... I don't look at it as failure. I look at it as a lesson now. I kind of changed my mindset because I've actually had some times where I didn't get the goal that I wanted to get or things didn't go right or some monkey wrench was through in the game. And I thought about the beginning, how scared I was, but I didn't let it stop me. Like you said, you figure it out. You go with plan B, go with plan C or whatever the case may be. So I feel like that's why many businesses don't make it because once you... Like um, something goes left, you let it get the best of you and you say, okay, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to throw in the towel instead of kind of like looking at the other plans. I'm pretty sure these companies that's like super successful, they've ran through so many roadblocks and Mm -hmm. the difference between the people that made it and the people that didn't is how you handle it. Like, are you going to keep pushing through those roadblocks or are you just going to stop? I agree. I agree. So that saying consistent, staying persistent and and believing in yourself and believing in whatever brand you have is the best way to go, y'all. Don't give up, okay? Don't give up. (laughs) Right, absolutely, absolutely. So we know that, you know, you're a certified fitness coach and you are a former um, figure competitor. What made you create eight figures? So it was a couple of things. I mean, I had a couple of um, influencers and supporters and, and people that kind of, put the idea in my head, but after being a coach for so long, I was a coach for six, well, a personal trainer for 16 years. And it's time, I felt like it was time to do something different, but I still wanted to stay in that lane. And I, when I tell you, I'm probably like the biggest at the, at the time, I was the biggest Nike fan ever. When I tell you I had every piece of whatever they made, I had it. (laughs) I was just rocking it. I was like the Nike model of the of the world. You know, I would spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars in the stores just because this was my lifestyle. This was what I wore all the time. So I was mm-hmm. I was really, really big on making sure that I still felt good and looked good in what I was doing. Right. Mm-hmm. So I thought I was like, you know what? I could be rocking my own stuff. You know what I mean? And then one mm-hmm. of my friends, he had already started a clothing line before. And, you know, he kind of inspired me to do it and say, like, you should just, you know, do your own thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, OK, well, what would separate me from everybody else? What would make me in the lane with the Nike, with the Adidas, but separate me and, and I have a different purpose mm-hmm. or meaning as well? So I thought about the people that I trained and I look back. As you may know, a lot of people that um, work out or whatever the case may be, they really do it for many reasons. Some people don't love themselves. Some people do it because other people have told them they needed to do it. Mm -hmm. So I came up with the name Eight Figure. It means like the purpose of it is just like um, loving who you are, accepting the person that you are, not looking at the next person, not looking at the Instagram model, but engineering what you have and understanding that you're unique in your own way. So behind that, I said, okay, I'm going to push it as meaning that or whatever. And, and that's why I came up with the brand. Eight means a lot of different things in the Bible. If you turn it to the side, it means infinity, like forever. Like this is who you are. You're going to be in this game forever. So make it make it what it is instead of trying to portray someone else. So mm-hmm. that's why 
it's it's a lot of things that kind of brought it together in order for it to get to this point. That's amazing. And what I love is that the brand, the name itself has history. Like, you know, it it has a story. And that's what a lot of people forget that when you make these brands and create these businesses that it needs to have some foundation. Where right. did it come from? You know, and a lot of people miss that. Oh, I sell here because my girlfriend went to low. She sell here. And, you know, she made it big. So I'm going to start selling here too. And right. I'm going to name it, I don't know, something stupid. <laughs> queen something. I don't know. Queen locks or queen, I don't know, girl. You know what I get. You know what I'm right. getting to. But it's right. just like, People have to understand that things have purpose and things that, like I said, when you're creating these businesses and these brands, these names stand for something. You know, like you said, what's going to make me different from everybody else? Okay, I'm out here supporting Nike. Yeah, I'm a Nike fan, but dang, I could come out with my own stuff too, you know, and still support Nike. You know what I mean? So it's like, you can have your cake and eat it too, but people just don't get that piece. I'm like, I got a girlfriend who's been selling jewelry since 2009. But under other people' brands, and I'm like, why don't you just start your own jewelry business? I'm like, it only makes sense to do that. You know enough about jewelry. Not saying you want to make it, but you can be a distributor for you know jewelry and stuff like that. I'm like, girl, you're giving these people all your money. You need to go ahead and just come out with your own jewelry line. <laughs> but no, everybody you know, has a, everybody. I think about that too. Everybody has a lane, but you have to have people that work for people. You know what I'm mm-hmm, saying? Some people mm-hmm. they're they're okay with that, you know. And you can light fire on the people, but if that's not their their purpose and what they want to do, you know, mm-hmm. that's just what it's going to be. Like for me, I don't feel like I need to work for anybody. I feel like anything anybody else could do, I can do it too, or or better. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So. Yep. It's just the mindset altogether. Yeah. And it's that fear portion too. It's the it's the fearfulness, like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna be out here doing it by myself and I really like am starting from a muscle and I don't know how to do it. But my thing is some people really have all the resources they need and they just not looking far enough into it. Like, you know, you could be looking at the wrong people or you'd be looking to the right people, but looking for them to give you the wrong resource. So you really have to um sit down and really look at your inner circle because everything you need really might be at hand's reach. Right, exactly. Oh my goodness. So let's talk about success. So what is your meaning of success? And what do you feel has been your biggest success? And they can be personal or business related. So my meaning of success, the biggest thing, number one on my, my list is happiness. And what that looks like is being able to do what you love, make a living off of it, and also affect others in the process or help others in the process. So I feel like I'm successful when I'm put in a position where I'm able to make other people's lives better. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I don't have a selfish reason for anything that I do. Everything that I do is for the intention of making sure that I can bring somebody else up behind me, you know, or bring them up with me or whatever the case may be. So that is my definition. As it relates to what is my most successful moment, I think that's what you asked, something similar to that. Mm -hmm. I would have to like, always reference back to when I was a trainer and I was able to, people were able to trust me with their lives and people would come in with health issues, diabetes, the the doctor telling them cholesterol level is too high. If they continue down the road, this is what's going to happen. So I was able to change a lot of people's lives just by them trusting me, just with my knowledge, just with my training, my expertise with health and fitness or whatever. And they allow me to like change their lives by me coaching them and advising them 
And basically them, them coming into me and me just like basically making their like health and fitness a lifestyle for them. So to me, that was the successful moments that I've had that really still impact me to this day. Hey guys, it is now time for a commercial break. Your secret weapon to achieve and maintain smooth, soft, glowing skin is organic skincare line enhanced by nature. The all natural products from this company are plant-based, breaking you free from synthetic chemicals found in popular brands. Each artisan bath soap, bath bomb, body butter, and scrub are positively bursting with goodness to pamper your skin from the outside in. Follow the organic line at Enhance, E-N-H-A-N-C-E by Nature on Instagram or visit naturallyeverythingforlife.com. This skincare line will not disappoint as all products deliver phenomenal exfoliation, cleansing, and even moisturization. They're all are free of synthetics, sulfates, parabens, and petroleum. They're also handmade in small batches to offer quality control and scented with 100% therapeutic grade essential oils, beneficial to your hair and to your skin. So get 10% off of your first order today when you sign up for Enhanced by Nature's VIP Club directly at naturallyeverythingforlife.com. Best of all, the membership is free. Don't forget to visit the plant-based company exclusively on Instagram at Enhanced by Nature. Welcome back to Purposely Bossing Up Podcast. Let's get back into this interview with the Blair Tate. That's awesome. That's what it's all about, making a change in somebody else's life. Like you were given the gift, so now it's sharing is caring. So, you know, we have to share our gift with others. And when we share our gift with others, we make an impact. And then they can take those tools that we teach them and show someone else. And then, uh, you know, it keeps going and keeps going, keeps going. And people don't think about things like that, but that's the most important part and living out your purpose and starting your business and doing whatever that you do. If we're not here, everybody's pretty much here to help somebody in whatever capacity. I feel like that's the first biggest thing. Everybody has to be not the help, but you're assisting someone in doing something. Regardless, like you said, training people, I'm helping people build brands or someone is a hairstylist or a barber or whatever it is. And then we just tap into that. And then, you know, like I said, they share those tools with other people and the cycle just keep going and going. Right. I remember like back in the days, I would always correlate success with like a financial gain or something like that, mm-hmm. you know, but like as as the years pass, you know, you just learn differently and I just view things differently or whatever. Success doesn't mean money because it's it's been times where I know people have all the money in the world and, and they're they're unhappy or mm-hmm. they're they're alone or whatever the case may be. So it's, it's definitely not all about that. So I definitely learn to change my mindset just by experience and learn what success really looked like to me. And, and, and it had nothing to do with how much money I had in my bank account. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I can see if the money was uh, um, a goal to reach another goal, you know, like I've always lived in the hood and I always said that I would get my mom out the hood and I would buy her a house. Yeah. Okay. So you grind really hard and you were able to purchase your mom a house. Okay, boom. I can see that being a successful moment right. for financial gain. But just right. because you get to walk around and go to the Gucci store, buy your Gucci bag, that doesn't help me. <laughs> right, right, right. You're absolutely right. Yep, we're on the same page. <laughs> so I know you get busy, you know, toning up and helping other people tone up and look cute and probably they work out gear and all that other stuff. 
So how do you pour back into the Blair? Like, how do you practice self-love, self-care? You know what? That's been something that has recently been like at the forefront because for a long time, I did not. You know, when you're trying to build a brand, try to be successful, whatever the case may be, you just feel like you have to go, go, go. Like long nights, waking up early in the morning, also sacrificing a lot of things that was important, like neglecting family, friends, whatever, because Mm -hmm. all you want to do is work and grind. And the important thing is that, but your health becomes affected and it gets to a point where your body forces you to sit down at some point, even if you don't pay attention to it. But I I really pay attention to my body. I do a lot of like working out is self-care for me. I I have a lot of extracurricular activities. I'm in a motorcycle club. I ride bikes. I also do a lot of like pampering stuff. I love being pampered, going to the hair salon, getting facials, getting foot massages, things like that. Like that is self-care to me. And I really, really pride myself in enjoying stuff like that. So that's that's if I had to say um, that's what I would, would say. Yes, that's important though. Pour back into yourself. It's so important. Like you said, it's something that's been really been getting talked about really heavy nowadays, especially like with COVID going on, people are depressed, suffer from anxiety, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's super important to be able to kind of pour into yourself. I tell people, I don't care if it's to take a half an hour nap. You know, if that nap will help you recharge, then you owe it to yourself, you know. But like you said, when you overwork and you're doing a lot, your body will tell you to like chill. I need right. you to take a seat real quick. And I know I got that um that signal a few times in a few different ways. And I wasn't happy. And I'm right. like, hold up. Let me pump my brakes. Because somebody said, you know, I'm still up late at night, four or five o'clock in the morning doing stuff. And I said, I really had to train myself to get out those habits. I said, I owe it to myself to be able to lay in my bed by 11 and go to sleep by 12, 1 o'clock from when I used to go to sleep at 4 and 5 o'clock in the morning. Or when I get home, I said, I can't come in the house and go straight to my computer. I have to get myself together, sit down, maybe drink a glass of wine, get something to eat, watch a little ranch of TV or something, and then get to my computer. I owe myself that downtime. That little stuff is the stuff that really works for me. And it's not going right. to work for everybody, but it works for me. So yes, right. pouring back into yourself is so important. Shout out to the Ratchet TV. That's another way to <laughs> I be watching it. It's so bad because my boyfriend be watching it too. He be like, I do this because I love you. I don't like all these shows, but then he be all the way in and I just be like, mm-hmm, I thought you didn't like Ratchet TV. Right, right. <laughs> It'd be so funny. If you could give young DeBlair a piece of advice, what would you tell her? I would have said start, I would have started earlier than mm. now. I would have taken time to value family more and value relationships more. You know, Mm -hmm. I feel like I've always, up until now, I put my career or what I had going on in the forefront and I live very selfishly. And Mm -hmm. I never saw that until I looked around at one point and I'm like, like, where's the family? Where's the kids? Where's this? Where's that? You know? And it gets to the point where you're like, oh, my God, if I would have known what I knew now, I would have did it this way. So I would just say, make sure I would have just valued things that, that matter more versus things that I was trying to attain. Mm, that's a good one. That's really a good one. Yes. So can you tell our listeners about maybe any upcoming projects or events that they can participate in? Oh, absolutely. I have so much going on. So I actually do a six-week challenge every probably month and a half. 
And if you go to my Instagram page there on Add to Blair Fitness, you will see I'm actually in one right now. New Year's kicked off the first one for the year. And what I do, I coach um, men and women basically for six weeks. I do their meal plans. I do their writing plans, um, their, their meal plans and their fitness plans. They tell me their goals and I basically tailor it to what they want to do. And we are in this private group and I just coach them throughout. I'm in constant contact with them every single day via group me. I chat with them once a week or whatever we do before and after pictures. And it's just like a fitness journey. So I have that going on. That's consistently throughout the year. I'm about to launch the eight figure nutritional line with my supplements and things like that. And I have a couple more things under under the brand that's coming up that I don't, I don't want to announce yet because we're still mm-hmm. in the um, planning phases of it. Um, I plan on doing a cookbook later in the year, uh, nice. health and nutrition cookbook. Also, um, just it's, it's just so much. So continuous coaching. I do a trapping on Thursday where every Thursday I do a live workout. It was open to the public and then people wanted a more private session. So I offer private Trapping on Thursday, which is just a one-on-one Zoom. And I do like how to show people how to do their form properly and just how to do at-home exercises that's, that's good for them. And also just do like health coaching or whatever. It's almost like life coaching, but it's health coaching. Just kind of mm-hmm. getting people to understand how to put themselves first because we don't. We put life, career, everything else first. And we think that everything is going to be okay or something that's going to fall apart if we don't take care of ourselves, but we're going to right. fall apart and everything around us is if we don't take care of ourselves. So that's just a couple of things that I have going on. So it's, it's plenty in the pipeline, but those are just some of the things that I'm focusing on right now. Yes, that is amazing. So how can our listeners follow you on social media so they can keep up with all the good stuff you're doing? Oh, absolutely. You can follow me on Instagram at DeBlair Fitness. That's at D-E-B-L-A-I-R Fitness. Also follow my brand at 8 Figure Brand. If you want any um, coaching tips or you need to get in contact with me, you can go to my website at www.deblairfitness.com. And also the brand and my website, if you want to look up the apparel, I have apparel for men and for women www.8figured.com is 8figured with the D at the end.com. You got plus size stuff. I do, I do. I have something for everybody, honey. Everything. Yes. yes, so go check it out. I'll send you yes. some stuff. Let me know what you want. Yeah, because these hips, honey, they can't fit in everything. <laughs> yes, I got it. I got you. I got you. Something for everybody. No discrimination. Yes. Okay, because some people be like, oh, yeah, girl, I want you to promote my brand, that, that, that. And I'd be like, you got plus size. They'd be like, uh, I, well, I can't help you. Like, you got a T-shirt that come in an extra large? What you got? Because yes. that's the only way we're going to get it popping. Okay. I, I hear you. I hear you. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Oh, my goodness. So before we go, can you give our audience a piece of advice in regards to bossing up, not just in business, but also in life? Um, one, one way I say bossing up, which, uh, is a little different, like love yourself and care for yourself first. You know what I mean? That's the first thing you need to do because becoming a boss, becoming an entrepreneur, you have to be sure you have to be confident. You have to walk with purpose and you have to be able to just know when you walk in a room, not be intimidated by what you see because you feel like you're not where other people are. You know, Mm -hmm. a boss looks like somebody that can communicate that knows how to Work a room, regardless if it's like multimillionaires or whatever the case may be, it's all about how you carry yourself and what you want. Like be focused. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? Like never let anyone tell you that you can't do it. 
you're a boss in your own lane, regardless if you've made it to where you want to be. So to me, it's all about like your confidence level. It's all about, Mm -hmm. you know, just being very, very sure and knowing that, you know, you're going to be successful. Yes. Oh, that was a good piece of advice. But that is true. You know, you got to walk in that confidence. If you don't, people can see right through that. Like, oh, she's not confident. She can't even tell me what, you know, her business is. Or she can't even tell me, you know, what career she, you know, is really in love with. Nothing. So you got to be very confident in everything that you do, guys. It's so, so important because the minute that you you fall and you fall short and you don't, you know, communicate the way that you should, people can see right through you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, it was a pleasure to have you on here, the Blair. Yes, thank you so much for having me. It was so much fun. And I love your questions. They're so different. I love answering questions like this. So thank you so much. I appreciate you. Yes. And with that being said, I hope everybody has an amazing day and continue to boss up with purpose. Thank you for listening to this episode of Purposely Bossing Up. Continue to keep bossing up with purpose.